What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Polina Pompliano is the founder of The Profile, a new age media company that studies the world's most successful people and companies. She previously was a technology reporter at Fortune and also happens to be my wife. In this conversation, we discuss the economics behind the Olympics, how Olympians make money, the net worth of your favorite competitors, Simone Biles' story, and the strategy to making it big financially as an Olympic athlete. I really enjoyed this conversation with Polina and my two brothers, Joseph and John. I hope you enjoy it as well. Before we get into this episode, though, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. First up is Public Rec. Public Rec simply makes the most comfortable clothes in the world. Public Rec's on a mission to make comfort look good, too. Their fan-favorite flex short is the ultimate crossover short you'll need all summer long. From the beach to the gym, this quick-drying short has you covered. Comfort starts with a better fit. Free shipping, free returns. Visit publicrec.com pomp and use code pomp at checkout for 10% off. publicrec.com pomp and use code pomp at checkout for 10% off. Next up is Crypto.com. They've got over 10 million users and are the easiest place to buy and sell 100 plus cryptocurrencies. The Crypto.com Visa card gives you up to 8% back instantly and 100% back on Spotify and Netflix. They also let you earn high rates of return on various assets, and you can get $25 when you download the Crypto.com app with code POMP. Again, go download the app by clicking on the link in the description and you'll get $25. Crypto.com, click on the link in the description, download the app, you get 25 bucks for free. Last but not least are my friends over at OKCoin. OKCoin is one of the most popular licensed exchanges. OKCoin is the first to bring new cryptos to market, offering some of the lowest fees in the industry, an easy to use app, and an earned feature. You got to check out their brand new, beautifully designed app. It really is beautiful. And as of today, they also became the first US exchange to list a ton of new assets. It's easier than ever to sign up, buy, and trade crypto in just two minutes on OKCoin. With credit and debit cards, or just link your bank account to the best new crypto assets. To get started, go to okcoin.com slash pop. Again, okcoin.com slash pop. Go check it out and let me know what you think. All right, let's get in this episode with Plina. Hope you enjoy this one. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Plano, what's up? Hi, guys. Do you like my background? We, li- we like the background. Uh, for those that don't know, I forget who sent it to me, uh, but that is a, uh, a piece of art that somebody sent me. What is that? Sitting on a chair behind you so you can specifically get that in the, in the image? Don't worry about it. All right. All right. All right. All right. going to the moon. That's what it says. Polina's going to the moon. All right, Joe, let's, let's start with the Olympics. What the hell is going on with the Olympics? What are the economics and numbers behind this? All right. So Olympics are in Tokyo this year. Uh, they were postponed due to COVID last year. They're happening this year. Uh, cases are at an all-time high in Tokyo still, though, so no fans will be allowed. Uh, they just changed that. There was going to be like a 20 to 25% allowance, and now it's down to zero. Um, there's 11,000 athletes competing 
competing in 41 different sports and 339 events. So massive competition, obviously. And from an economic standpoint, they're going to lose a ton of money. So uh, Olympic Games are super, super, super expensive to put on. They estimate that uh, they've they've spent about twenty billion dollars on costs so far. You know, uh, setting up the structures, everything that goes along with it, and without fans. Um, the revenue was supposed to be around seven billion with a with a smaller subset of fans, and now it's going to be even less when you take out that twenty percent of fans that were going to be allowed. So they're looking at upwards of thirteen to fifteen billion dollars in losses uh, from the games. There's obviously going to be some kind of economic activity that comes from it. Some of the uh, venues are going to continue to be used after the games, and some won't. Uh, but yeah, they're looking at ten to fifteen billion dollars of losses. The the thing that interests me though, and the one we were talking about previously, was the gold, uh, silver, and bronze medals and, and the taxation on them that occurs, especially here within the US. So for the people that don't know, years ago at the 2016 games, athletes were paid $25,000 for a gold medal, $15,000 for a silver medal, and $10,000 for winning a bronze medal. Those figures have changed a little bit. It's now 37, 22, and 15. So uh, the, the Olympic Committee is accounting for inflation. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the interesting part was that for years and years and years, U.S. Olympians that won medals were taxed on those medals when they came back. Not specifically the medal, but the income that was generated from winning those medals. So the example uh, that I saw earlier was Michael Phelps. In 2016, Michael Phelps won, I think it was five gold medals and a silver medal. And uh, you know he made $140,000 of income off of those medals for winning them, and he was taxed uh, $55,000 when he got back to the U.S. on those medals. So about 40%. Yeah. What do we think about that? So I mean, uh, just real quick, I'll clear up one thing, which is they've now changed the rule a little bit. So President Obama in uh, 2017 or 2018 signed a bill into law that prohibited the IRS from collecting taxes on those winnings uh, if you make less than a million dollars. So if you make over a million dollars, you still get taxed. Phelps would have been taxed. He makes over a million dollars. But anyone who makes under that is not taxed on their, their winnings from those medals. So basically, if you're rich, you got to pay the government taxes if you're sent to go play a sport and represent your country. But if you're not rich, they give you a break and they say you don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. I mean, you're representing your country and you're getting taxed for it. If you win. If you win. Losers don't get taxed. Only winners get taxed. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget that. But, but, I, but Blaine, you know what do you what's think? Crazy? It's crazy. What's crazy is that, for example, Simone Biles, her first Olympics was in 2016. She was at the top of her sport. She won four gold medals and a bronze. And that she only made 110k so she made $110,000 when she won five medals total and yep. because she hadn't yet made a million bucks she probably didn't pay taxes on it probably not but still can you imagine like that that is all you make at the top of your sport yeah most of these they make you know all the money off endorsements and stuff cuz can can I be a uh, devil's advocate for a second what who watches gymnastics or goes to gymnastics matches outside of the Olympics? During the Olympics, for sure, people watch. It's amazing. I love gymnastics. I love track. I love the swimming. Like I, I'm all in on the Olympics. Big Olympics guy. But outside of the Olympics, I don't and watch track. I don't watch gymnastics. I don't watch swimming or any of that stuff. So it's just if you don't have the demand, you can't make the money. And then how do you pay anybody other than when the Olympics when there's revenue, right? It's like college, uh, college sports. They take it from from the ones that produce money and distribute <laughs> it to everyone else. So they Forbes did an article. It's an interesting point because yes, it, it all revolves around kind of what you do outside of the Olympics, really, because you only get money from the Olympics based on yeah, you'll get some endorsements if you win and your Phelps and people like that. Uh, but Forbes did an article on the top ten highest paid Olympians this year, and like 
six out of the 10 or seven out of the 10 are NBA players, right? So <laughs> they're obviously paid extremely well. They make 30, $35 million a year here in the US. One was Naomi Osaka, who made $60 million last year. 50 million of that came off endorsements. And then uh, there was a couple other tennis players. Novak Djokovic is in there. So really, uh, and, and Rory McIlroy. So really the highest paid Olympians have nothing to do with being Olympians. It's actually the highest paid athletes in the world go to the Olympics. Yes. Right, essentially. There's a, it, to me, it seems like there's very few uh, Olympians who earn, a, like who are famous because of the Olympics that make a ton of money outside of the Olympics. All right, so Plano, tell us uh, Simone Biles. For anyone who doesn't know, maybe just start with like who she is and what her story is. This is incredible what this woman has been able to do, but, but walk us through who she is. Yeah, Simone Biles is the most dominant athlete in the history of the sport of gymnastics. Uh, she's only 24 years old. She already has 25 world championship medals for never before done moves named after her. So that means that uh, she has four signature moves. They're named like Biles one, Biles two, because she is the only one in her sport who can do them. One on vault, one on the balance beam and two on the floor uh, exercise. And uh, she's gonna be showing those off this Olympics. Um, but she, so she's, she's just like a very interesting person. She comes from, um, a background of when she was growing up, uh, she had, I believe two brothers and one younger sister and, um, her dad left the family when she was really young and her mom had a drug problem. So her maternal grandparents ended up adopting her and her younger sister and her brothers got adopted by, um, her grandfather's brother, I believe. Um, so another family member. And Simone grew up, uh, she was in foster care before she got adopted by her grandparents. And then um, when she, she got into gymnastics because she went on a field trip with um, like her kindergarten or her like little school when she was really young. And she went to this um, place and she saw gymnasts there and she started imitating their moves and the coaches noticed how quickly she was able to pick up the moves and encouraged her grandparents to sign up for gymnastics classes. Um, she's been doing that ever since. I mean, if you watch one video of Simone Biles, you know that she defies the laws of physics. <laughs> so what, what's crazy about this story, and I'm cheating because uh, Plin has done a, a, a dossier for uh, the profile, the business that she runs. Uh, you can go, you can subscribe at readtheprofile.com. But she did this whole kind of breakdown of Simone Biles. And what struck me was there's a continuous uh, element of what I would consider um, – obstacles to overcome is probably a, a good way to put it. And so in that scenario, uh, I think that one was uh, she was caught up in the uh, Larry Nasser situation. She was one of the kids who was affected by, um, let's just call it what it is, that scumbag. Uh, and then two is uh, she also recently, her brother was charged with, is it uh, triple homicide? And yeah, while she was he was acquitted. Yeah, he ended up being acquitted, but at one point her brother was arrested and charged with murder, and she continued right. through all of this to uh, perform at such a high level. And so to me, it's just uh, the, the mental toughness that's needed to do something like this is absolutely insane. Yeah, um, I mean, not only, so first of all, like foster care, that whole situation, uh, then the Larry Nasser stuff, and then her brother, and I think it's just, it's kind of remarkable because like, yes, there are 
and they're elite athletes, but you have no idea what they're dealing with in their um, personal lives. Simone Biles uh, has been outspoken about a lot of these issues. I, I believe she's the only gymnast who continues um, with the USA Gymnastics uh, program after that whole scandal happened. Uh, and she actually uh, recently launched a scholarship fund for foster kids and other kids in need, um, which, which helps them with costs associated with earning college degrees. Um, she's just like, I, I think she understands um, the value of paying it forward because she's seen what that can do for her. What do we think in terms of Simone Biles' net worth? Planet, don't answer because I know you know the answer. What, what do you guys think her net worth is? Probably a few million dollars. John? Sub 10 million. So a few million Did dollars. you just reword my guess? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it in a way, though, where like, it, it could be anywhere in that yeah. range. <laughs> so John's closer than Joe, because it's what, six million? Six. And six is not a few, just so we're clear. So John, you, you know, were right, sub Well, six is a few. Is it? Yeah. I, I don't know if that counts as a few. Um, all right, and Plinton, do we know where that money comes from, like in terms of how she actually makes money? Yeah, so she actually recently was with Nike uh, for an apparel partnership, but she left recently um, to go to Athleta, which was a huge win for that company because that's a much smaller um, like women's performance, like yoga and uh, swimming and running apparel, things like that. Um, it, they also have Allison Felix uh, that they signed as well, who also left Nike. Um, and she, other than that, she also has endorsements with Hershey's, Uber Eats, Candid Dental, Kellogg's, Mattress Firm, and Beats by Dre. So she's making cash. Yeah. It, what, what's crazy to me, too, is she probably, outside of the endorsements and the Olympics, makes almost nothing. Right. And so right. really the endorsements are dependent on the Olympics. And so if she doesn't perform in the Olympics, then she doesn't get the endorsement money and then there's no other money. And so literally what we're about to watch over what's the Olympics, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that, whatever the, yeah. the Olympics goes for, this is going to determine how much money she makes for the next four years. Yeah. Um, also, I, I want to note here in an interview, she said something interesting a few years ago. Um, she said that she, even though she, you know, makes good money now, um, she's still very frugal because she says, I have a fear of going broke. Um, so she actually challenges herself to spend no money at all uh, on some days unless she absolutely has to. And she says, um, of course, my gas light comes on, so I have to go get gas. But besides the necessities, as well as the occasional trip to Subway, she really, really likes Subway. Uh, she says, I never swipe the credit card. So she's like very aware of her financial situation. That's that's crazy. All right. We're going to play a little trivia. And nobody look. Plan to get your fingers off of the keyboard. No, no Googling. <laughs> Michael Phelps. What do we think his net worth is? 20 million. 20, yeah. 20, 20. You, you wow. Wow. 20 Johnny, Johnny, did you see Joe <laughs> said it at the same time? No. All right, fine. Go I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go 25. We can go back to the tape, and you definitely okay. saw it after he had fully I'll go 25, completed then. the words. Cheater. Plano, what do you think? 17. Wow. This, 17, 20, right? 25, 80 million. <laughs> Joe, stop Googling. Joe's, Joe's cheating right now. He's I'm making sure you're not No, lying. this is literally cheating right now. I already Look, said my answer. $80 million. How much do we <laughs> think wow. he makes every year? 
20 million. (laughs) (laughs) Polina? 17 million. (laughs) 17, Joe? Uh, Like currently? Right now. Yeah, this is reported in 2021. Michael Phelps has an $80 million net worth. What do you think he makes every year? 10. Ooh, Joe's actually pretty close. 9.3 million, they claim, uh, each year. Pretty crazy, but... (laughs) But most of the money now is from book and film deals, not endorsements anymore. Oh, 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 yeah, wait. Can I, do I raise my hand on this show? No, you just interrupt. You're the boss. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay, great. I love interrupting. So um, uh, there's a great documentary. <laughs> there's a great documentary on HBO um, that I recently watched called The Weight of Gold. And I think it's produced by Michael Phelps. He's the main star in it, but there's also other Olympians. And they basically talk about the, it's a mix of the mental health challenges plus the financial challenges that Olympians face after performing in the Olympics. It's really good. How much do we think Ryan Lochte's net worth is? (laughs) He's got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he was on the what's that show A-Rod did on TV or whatever uh, damn Joe you're coming how, what do you got nothing what do you got no, against Ryan Lochte this is like right, what, am I right zero. or wrong how, what do you got against <laughs> am Ryan I right Lochte? or wrong I ain't got anything against like him a- but I need numbers I need numbers let's go what numbers plenty you go first what number do you think Ryan Lochte's got <laughs> 250k oh wow <laughs> okay uh, Joe, get your fingers off the keyboard. He's literally. I, my guess, my guess is, my guess is, my guess is, my guess is two million. No, wait, wait, because oh, I'm on. not get. Oh, I thought we were done. Listen, Joe, John, what does he have typed into Google? Ryan Lockley. <laughs> it caught in the act cheating. What do you say? What do you guys think? What, yeah, Joe, this thing's wrong. Well, he You're says he's read a wrong number. They say he's worth eight million dollars. No shot. No shot. <laughs> no shot. Joe says he's got literally. Nothing. I'll show interview next episode. I'm showing interviews where he says he's he's got nothing. He yeah. literally says it. He admits it all the time. There's plenty of people who got paper net worth and got no like cash. No, I'll, I'll and by it. the way, you ever heard, don't let anyone know you're actually rich? Come on, just because he says it doesn't all mean right. it's true. All right, last one. All right, one says six, one says two, one says eight. So he's a millionaire, multimillionaire. Sub 10. Maybe. Yeah, sub 10, exactly. Sub 10. Joe, there you go. All right, Missy Franklin, who is probably the most dominant female swimmer. What do we think her net worth is estimated? M- Missy. Missy, Missy Franklin. What did I say? Missy Elliott? Missy Elliott's Kate, a, Kate a Missy rapper, Elliott? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missy Elliott. No, yeah, Missy yeah. Listen, you're done for the day. Listen, <laughs> I'm a product of the 2000s bangers, all right? Missy Elliott was fire, and if you don't agree, you're an idiot. <laughs> Missy Franklin is the uh, uh, competitive swimmer. What is her net worth? What do we think? Wait, hold on, hold on. Correction. Katie Ledecky is the... Oh, Katie Ledecky right is the better one? All right. So, sorry, Missy. I, I didn't mean to uh, put on blast <laughs> like that. Katie I mean, Ledecky, Missy's great. They basically have the same one. What do you think Katie Ledecky's, uh, she, they say she's 24 years old. What do you think her net worth is? 1.7 million. Wrong. I mean, that was a pretty three specific million. guess. That looked like you, you three, Googled Three or four. What do you think, Plana? Three. Yeah. I don't want to say Joe was right, but he was right. Four. Oh. Four What's <laughs> up? I'm just it's saying, like everyone in the, com- in the comments are saying I was right about Lochte too, but we'll leave that for another day. <laughs> Isn't Lochte, can we wait? Let's just talk about this real quick. Isn't Ryan Lochte the one who said he got uh, robbed at a yeah. gas station? Yeah. It turned I thought out we were going to touch that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Polina, I know Polina will know the story. Polina, what happened? Okay, so it was something oh, like... Oh, she got way too excited. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but um, I think, so it was in Rio, right? And a reporter was sitting next to his mom on a bus 
And I don't think she knew it was a reporter. She's like, oh, it's terrible what's going on here. They are just robbing these young men. And the reporter's like, wait, what? And she was saying like, yeah, and my son got robbed at a gas station. And they're like, aren't you Ryan Lochte's mom? And then that's how the story came out. I think Ryan lied to his mom. And then the mom accidentally told the reporter. I, all right, and then so it became this. I, I looked it up. It's called Lochte Gate. Lochte Gate. We're bringing you all of the conspiracy. Th- no, I'm just kidding. It's not conspiracy theory. This is this is now uh, confirmed. It says Lochte Gate, which is playing out exactly what you said, but there's more juicy details. That is the colloquial <laughs> name of the scandal involving United States swim team members Ryan Lochte and three other guys never heard of before from 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Initial news stories reported that Lochte and three other swimmers had been robbed at gunpoint after a night out in Rio. But later details emerged that the armed robber, armed robbers that were posing as police is what their description was. were actually just the security guards at a gas station <laughs> where the swimmers had urinated outside the bathroom and Lochte allegedly vandalized a framed poster and ended with the swimmers providing money to the guards. Some of the swimmers were detained in Brazil as witnesses. Ultimately, the athletes each released statements, and one swimmer paid a fine of approximately $10,800 to a Brazilian charity in order to get his passport back. Damn, Brazil is super corrupt. Literally, you want your passport so, back? Make a donation. And then Lochte so apologized I, I, for not oh. being more candid about the dispute and subsequently lost four major sponsorships. All right, what, Plana? I was going to say, the reason I remember this is um, I was working at Fortune then, and one of the guys who got caught up in that, the one you said you've never heard of, uh, he went to UGA. He went to the University of Georgia, and I remember that being a big deal there. Um, and I think like his girlfriend was like, let him go. like He needs to come back to the United States. And um, uh, wait, and there was something. Else. Oh, yeah. And Michael Phelps like almost went with them to party afterwards, but he was like, I'm going home. I have a child. So those were all the guys who went so I, I, I don't want to keep uh, harping on Lochte here. I, I'm sure he's a great guy, whatever. But I looked up the numbers here just to clarify how right I was on this. <laughs> what, what, what do you got against this guy? I don't got anything against him. All right, I'm just, this is all public information. He wrote, he told this to CNBC. He says that after that incident, he went from making a million dollars a year in endorsements to less than $75,000 from one endorsement. He said that he moved out of a 42,000 square foot home and into an 1,800 square foot apartment. And he had about $20,000 to his name in savings. Yo, back up for a second. He had a 42,000 square foot home? No, 4,200. I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah, 4,200. 42, no, like, that would be absurd. in the White House? Yeah, that would be Jesus. absurd. <laughs> 4,200 square foot home to an 1,800 square foot apartment. $20,000 in savings. And he, said, he says he hasn't looked at his bank account in two years. Well, maybe that's why he only has $20,000 looking at his bank account. Well, that's a lot less so, than $8 so million. Do we think that he should still be uh, punished for this? I feel like it's over. Like, like get the no, guy. He shouldn't be dragged through the mud continuously. Yeah. For no, yeah. Second chances. Yeah, but who? Like, what endorsement value does he have now that he's not competing in there? I'm sure that there's a brand somewhere that'd be willing to stroke him a check to do something crazy. Did he, was it Planet, didn't he walk around with a grill in his mouth? <laughs> I don't know. He's done a lot of things. I'm almost po- hold on. <laughs> He's got like a thousand pairs of shoes, so maybe he should. Uh... Hold on. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had it. Yeah. He Earlier on Saturday, this is uh, from LarryBrownSports.com. They said this is written in 2012. Earlier on Saturday, we noted that Lochte was sporting a custom made diamond grill in his mouth on the metal stand. I, I knew I remembered this. He went up to receive the gold medal, and he had a custom grill made of diamonds. 
What are you two giggling about? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tell you later. We'll, we'll, oh. <laughs> Is this not something we want to bring up? No. <laughs> I kind of feel no, like maybe not. we should bring it up. No. 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 You don't John's face. Go back to your story. John's face is red as hell right now. <laughs> I'm laughing. Because he's saving you. Yeah. Uh, he's saving me. All right. That's fine. Uh, is there anybody else that we want to quickly look up their net worth before we move on? No. All right. Plain up. You guys someone? Is there anybody else? What What is the uh, the marathon runner, the, the long distance runner that you really like? Is he competing in the Olympics? Yeah, Elliot Kipchoge. Yeah, Kipchoge. This dude's a gangster. He makes millions of dollars. Doesn't he live in his village in Africa still? In yeah, this, Kenya, is, yeah. This, is, this is one of the greatest stories of all time. What, he's a marathon runner? Yes. He, he, is, the, he is the man who broke the two-hour barrier for the marathon. Okay. And he broke the marathon under two hours, first person to do it. Yep. Do we know how much his net worth is? I don't. Joe will look it up right now. And you tell us a story about how, where he comes from and, and kind of how he still lives uh, three, in his three million. How much? Three million. So he's worth, he, he's a multimillionaire. He ran the fastest marathon of all time under two hours. And mm -hmm. he lives in a village. Is it Nairobi? Uh, no, it's not. It's a small village in Kenya in the mountains. In Kenya. Which is pretty it's cool. It's called Cap and he still lives there uh, and provides all and basically just helps out all of the uh, people he grew up with. Yeah. And he says, so uh, he says, I don't have extra money to actually make my mind go haywire. I'm a human being. And I say a human being money stays away. I'm not working with money. Money is in the bank. I want to live a simple life. He's very like, they call him like kind of like the philosopher King of uh, running. He's, he lives a very disciplined life. He doesn't drink. He doesn't party. He's just like very, Discipline. He's the opposite of Usain Bolt. Usain. Who's Usain Bolt? Oh, Usain. Usain. Sorry, Usain Bolt. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, when you think of uh, Usain Bolt, though, what is he doing? He's partying. <laughs> yeah, but Chikoke, uh, Ch how do you say it? Kipchoge. Kipchoge. He's partying probably too, but it's just where he chooses to live. Doesn't Usain Bolt still live in Jamaica? I don't know. I'm pretty yeah, I sure he so. does. I, I, the whole point of this is just if you're really dominant. Usain Bolt is chilling. He's worth ninety million dollars. <laughs> okay, where's more he than live? Phelps? Where does he live? I think Jamaica. Uh, okay, so he's doing the same thing. He still lives in his hometown. Like I said, just chill. You, just because your net worth is high doesn't mean you got to go do crazy stuff. But what I do think is very uh, interesting about the Olympics is it's clear by all accounts you basically have three paths to making money. One, you can make money by actually winning. Uh, a medal. It's, you know, whatever, twenty to $40,000 per medal. Two is if you're dominant, you get a lot more endorsement deals and therefore that leads to money. And then three is it appears like if you have a long career at the Olympics and can really build a brand for yourself, there's then TV and book deals uh, and movie deals afterwards. But those are essentially the three paths to making money for these athletes, which shows similar to many other sports what you can earn actually on the field, the court, the track, whatever, uh, or in the pool is minuscule compared to what you have to make outside. And so really, at the end of the day, these are attention kind of operations, right? If you can get attention, if you can get the brand, then you can monetize it. If not, then you're basically stuck uh, with just the prize money. Yeah. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think athletes more and more have realized that they need to build a brand and that goes along with more money, more exposure, everything like that. But you just you just see athletes know and no matter what sport you're in, you can't play forever.
Brent uh, in the comments said to look up Usain Bolt's children's names. What, so I, I did. It, what got, is it, Lightning? He's got three of them, yeah. Olympia Lightning Bolt, St. Leo Bolt, and Thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbolt! Yeah, that's not real. Yeah. That's really the kids' names? Yes. Yo, Brent, I appreciate you. That, that was great. Uh, all right. Here, here, here. People are saying, Bolt ain't... Oh, no, this is Brent. He said, Bolt ain't chilling. He's a party animal. And then other people said, Usain definitely parties. What do we... Is there something that we know about him that... Like, why do people say he parties? Is that like a known thing? He loves to party. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I he, saw a documentary on him a while ago. He, yeah, he's he was riding ATVs. He was going out every night. He was Can, doing I, can I tell you who, who is similar to Usain Bolt, actually? Who? Giannis and Usain strike me as the exact same type of person because they come from somewhere outside the United States. They come, they rise in athletic stardom, right? And they end up building kind of this brand and their brand is all around. They're like happy-go-lucky. They're always joking around, having a good time. Uh, and, and they're just like happy to be there, right? They're, they're, they're like, they genuinely enjoy what they do and they don't take it for granted that they've been able to rise to this level of success. And so just like with Giannis, obviously just winning the, uh, the NBA finals. And then you say like, to me, like that's what makes this fun is cause you're like watching them. Uh, if you're an American, you're watching your fellow citizens go and try to accomplish their life dream. Right? Like it's just so cool. The, uh, the one story about you saying that's great is you heard about what happened at the Beijing Olympics. Nah, he, he doesn't like, no, it's not anything bad. He doesn't like the food at the Olympics. He claims he said this food's terrible. So he ate uh, chicken nuggets from McDonald's every single day. Chicken nuggets. And he he says he ate 100 a day for 10 days straight. So 1,000 chicken nuggets over 10 days. And he set three world records in the 100 meter, 200 meter, and 400 meter. That can't be true. <laughs> that's what he says. He that's, says he, that's the best ad for McDonald's. Yeah, they pay that man. No, there's there's photos of him eating the nuggets like on the track. <laughs> like he was eating nuggets all week. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find one. That is, that is crazy that Usain Bolt claims he ate a thousand nuggets in a in a ten day period and he still set three world records. Yep. You think he woke up and he's just like, oh, I gotta go get some chicken nuggets. Let me get some uh, barbecue sauce. Like like he basically was just eating it for three meals a day. I don't mind chicken nuggets from McDonald's either. That's but what I do. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, <laughs> do, think, if you eat a hundred a day, that's thirty something nuggets a, a sitting. Meal. Like yeah, what? they're not that big. Like come on. I mean, Giannis just ate 50 nuggets. He just ordered a 50 piece. Well, but did you see him eat it? No. And he didn't do it twice in that day. And he didn't do it for 10 <laughs> days either. Like he did it. He did it one time. He did it after he won too. Yeah. He's not Joey Chestnut out here, right? Like he, yeah. And he had already won. Exactly. Come on now. They, they, don't be pitching me this stuff. People are saying, uh, uh, he's a super athlete. Yeah, look, of course he's a good uh, athlete. Of course the Nuggets are good. Uh, and if you're fast, you're fast. I get it. I get all that stuff. And a 20-piece, no problem. I hear you. All of us could eat a 20-piece. I don't think – I'm going to go on a limb. I don't think that if we ordered 100 Nuggets and we put them here, that we could eat 100 Nuggets in one sitting. He didn't do it. One, he did it throughout the day. I understand. Okay. He, ate he ate five 20-pieces throughout the day. Okay, so here's what we're going to do is next week, we're going to order McDonald's. If you sit me down here for an hour, I could eat 20 nuggets while we're doing the show. Okay, and then when yeah. are you going to eat again? Look at him eating. This is the picture from the track. Yo, get out of here. <laughs> he's, he's just scarfing down McDonald's nuggets. Wow. Legend. That, that is unbelievable. All right, if we order 50 nuggets... Where do you, hold on? How do we get to fifty? I said twenty. No, no, no. We got to do thirty-three. So we got to order a hundred nuggets. Basically, we're gonna order a hundred nuggets. We're gonna bring them in here, and one day next week, we're gonna each try to eat 
33 nuggets while we sit here in one sitting. Because he has to do that three times, three meals a day, 33 each, and then he'd get 100. I think he's eating more than three times a day, but, uh, but that's okay. Okay, so you think he eats 20? I think he eats probably four to five times, yeah. 20, 25 I don't think 20. you could eat 100 nuggets throughout the day. He, I wouldn't he, want to. Yeah, like, and then <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't days, want like, to, but he's like, the food sucks. <laughs> and then run 200 meters. <laughs> well, well, that brings up the question then of how bad does the food have to suck for you to think that the McDonald's chicken nuggets for 10 days in a row is better? Man, someone said in the Maybe comments, I look like I could eat 50 nuggets by myself. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you guys, man? Hey, man, listen, the crowd's always right. So, last thing I want to talk about before we end this is uh, Polina... Can, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, sorry, I was about to sneeze. What's up? <laughs> I, I, I don't want you to be associated with this, so stay right there. Don't comment if you don't have to. Can we talk about the beds oh, at the Olympics? What's going on with this? Do you see the guy who had the whole thread? He was making fun of the cardboard beds, and, yeah. and he was like saying, you know, oh, damn, any athlete that pees in the bed, they're done. <laughs> and, he, and he was saying, and he was like, you know, saying all these jokes and stuff. Well, what was the setup cost for the Olympics? You said $20 billion? Yeah, yeah, roughly fifteen to twenty. Dan, did you guys just see Polina yawning? She literally <laughs> didn't even think that we're cool. She was, she was just yawning and stuff. All right, uh, the uh, Polina, do you know anything about the beds? Um, yes, I saw that our friends Alex and Mateo um, were trying to say like this is atrocious. We should send them like eight sleep beds. These are elite athletes. All right, so, so start from the top the of the beds right now uh, are cardboard, cardboard beds. I don't know how they created cardboard beds, but they have cardboard beds. And it's allegedly meant to prevent the Olympic athletes from having sex with each other. That's not what it's meant for. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's meant for. They said they're going to Google, gonna, it. They, Google it, it. It's because they're using like renewable something. It's Google it. I know that's what people are saying. Okay. You think that the Olympic Committee was like, yeah, we're going to stop people from having sex with cardboard beds? Do you know that one the of guy the guy was jumping up and down know, on the bed? Do you Is know? That a picture of one of the do beds? you know? Do you know that one of the biggest problems in Olympic Village is historically the athletes all I, having sex with each other? Yeah, it's not a problem. They hand out condoms <laughs> on the show. On That's the, why it's a problem. They have to address it's it. It's not a problem. No, <laughs> I mean, they know what's happening. Yeah. It's why they so have to hand. I'm here for this. They literally have to hand out condoms and stuff because they know that it's happening and they have to address it. So same thing here. They're trying to curb improprieties. These meds were the, but these cardboard beds, this is a fact check, by the way, fact check. The, uh, these cardboard beds were made to be more sustainable, not to discourage intimacy among athletes known to fill their Olympic free time with such endeavors. Who? Known to fulfill their free time. Just so we're clear, that was a known did thing. Did he just ignore the entire first part yeah. of that Where sentence? Where did you get the fact check? Where did you get the fact check? It's a USA Today article. All right, you can find your own source, but that's my research. Yeah, the internet is always right. Don't worry. All right, Polina. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, we had to talk about the beds. I, I feel like we'd be doing the audience a disservice if we didn't talk about the cardboard beds. Uh, can you tell us about the profile before we let you go so that we can get people to go over there and subscribe? I'm going to put the link in the description right now, but will you tell us? Yes. The profile is uh, my newsletter that I write every week. It comes out on Sunday and the premium edition comes out on Wednesday where I do a deep dive of an individual person. The last one I did was Simone Biles. Next week might be Elliot um, or this week. What are we today? Sunday? Friday? Friday. Tuesday? Friday. <laughs> um, on Wednesday, you can expect a new one. So sign up at readtheprofile.com. Awesome. I have been the second subscriber to the profile since day one. Somebody accidentally, I get premium. Yeah, somebody accidentally <laughs> beat me 
to pay for the profile? It was not you. <laughs> you see, you see, do you see how intellectually dishonest Joe is? He just tried to take credit. Hey, don't for be placing that label on me. Well, you're just trying to take credit for everybody else. It's okay. Uh, d- do you pay? Yeah. No. I Pauline Hoach yes, with a free no, one. Wait. <laughs> wow. He lied and then immediately yeah. shot. He's like, wait, no. Wait a minute. They <laughs> no, got I thought family, I did for a second. Family and friends discount. I didn't get that. Yeah, because you wanted you wanted to beat the person and then ended up in second place. And then put on auto pay, so it just renews. Yeah, somehow I'm on auto pay. That's right. It's the best money I spend. I learn every single sat- Sunday. Exactly. The content right. is amazing. Yeah, actually, John, what do you think? John John does the most reading out of all of us. What do you think about the content? I love the content. We can kill her feed so she can't hear anything (laughs) you said, but just tell us. The content's great. It breaks down different individuals across many different industries. It's uh, it's an amazing read. It talks about their techniques, different stories. Um, Twice a week, it's it's awesome. John's the best, man. (laughs) People are saying that they absolutely love the profile of the profile. Go to readtheprofile.com, sign up today. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys with uh, a couple of thoughts. The first is that people are saying, laughing my ass off, let Joe be great, Anthony. (laughs) Who said that? Zachary, I like you, Zachary. Yeah, I think he was talking about somebody else in the comments, not you, though. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, Plina, thank you so much for doing this. Plina is going to be coming on. We're we're trying to figure out if she's going to come on once a week uh, or what the periodic thing is, but she's going to come on. Uh, on a periodic basis, she's going to break down one individual uh, that she studies for the profile. Uh, we're going to say, you know, what their story is, what they're doing now, what their finances are, what their net worth is, how they build a living, um, and kind of what we can learn from them. So it'll be awesome. So go to readtheprofile.com. Make sure that you're signed up for that.